Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Kufyud Aleph. We're going to go from the third line. And today's Shiz Lil Nishmas Ben Sion Ben Ze'ep Avram Alevi. May his memory have a blessing and his neshama, may, may his neshama have an aliyah and his memory be a blessing. Um, yeah, so we're carrying on with our discussion of... Uh, of demons, we st- yesterday we concluded the discussion of zugos, um, pairs. How dangerous two, the two which we said uh, symbolically two. We can see why it represents bad. It's the first day that there was a split in the creation. There was machloikes. Um, it's the day Gehenna was created. It rep- can represent the. I guess that's a, uh, underlying also machloikes, but it represents uh, two gods as opposed to one Hashem. So that we can understand at least symbolically why two is, uh, let's call it an evil, dangerous number. Um, but now we're going to go carry on our discussion with demons. Just something interesting to note when we're discussing them. So we're going to discuss where demons can go, and if you go in certain places, it bothers them. One of the main underlying principles is there certain places that demons can really travel. Or can hang out. And if you go in those places and inconvenience them because they can't be there, then you're going to be harmed. So, for example, they don't really like walking in that where there's a lot of traffic. So, they're always going to loiter on the sides of the street. Especially if there's like a tree next to a wall, then that's where they'll go because that, that's hardly anyone will go there. So, if you go there, that's going to bother them. So, that's keeping in mind. I don't know this concept that we'll see through this stuff of uh, where demons can... Uh, Travel, and if you go there, at least one of the things that will underline where demons can travel or where demons like to hang out, if you go there, it bothers them, or they can't go there, and then they'll get cross with you and harm you. So, Amorish Lokish, Arbatvarim Oiso Isan Dhamma Barosha, Umishaibanafsha. There are three things that if, there are four things that if a person does, his blood's on his head, and he's Chayav Banafsha, it's as if he killed himself. He's liable for his life. They're very dangerous. Elohim, what are them? Hanifne ben dekel lekoisel. Someone who goes to the bathroom between a palm tree and the wall. And that's because, again, as I explained, the demons, that's where the demons hang out. It's generally, no one really goes there, so they hang out there. And if you go to the bathroom there, you're messing up their hangout, or they can't walk there. It says, well, over ben Schneider College, someone who walks between two palm trees. Someone who drinks borrowed water. Seems something about borrowed water that demons have an affinity to. Or someone who walks over spilt water. Or poured out water. It says, Even if his wife pours out the water right before him, he shouldn't walk over it. He's in danger of demons. Now we're going to analyze these points. If someone passes between a dekel and a wall, that's specifically where there isn't four amos. But if there is four amos, then there's no problem. Um, why is there no problem if there's four Amos, if there is four Amos, because then there's space for you and the demon. It's not considered one space, there's space for both of you, and therefore it's fine. And this, that um, it's dangerous if there's not four Amos, it's only where, there's another, where there is not another root. But if there's another root, then you don't really have to worry. Um... Yeah, interesting. I, I was. I'm not sure. Um, as we said, this is because you're going into the area where the demon has to walk. So when we say that there must be another route, do we mean another sort of place, like another palm tree um, next to the wall, 
or do we mean even if he could go around the palm tree? Not sure exactly. Um, yeah, they bring an interesting a few people reference here. Once we mention that if there's Arba Amos, they have to have somewhere to go. I and the whole problem is that the demons need somewhere to go. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, there's a sefer called Sefer Chasidim, um, written by Rabbi Yehuda Chosid, a very very pious uh, Rishon. I'm trying to think when he lived. I think he lived around the 12, 1300s. Uh, might be connected to the Baletosos, but he wrote to Sefer, and in it he has some almost, I don't want to use the word because it's his Sefer, but almost bizarre things, that like, what's the source of them, why not, etc. He has what's called the Tzavov Reb Yehuda, the ethical will of Reb Yehuda, and he leaves in it, uh, he's got a whole list of things, some say it's only relevant for his children, some people try to be careful with all of them, and one of the more famous ones is you're not allowed to marry someone with the same name as your parent. Again, I don't, uh, and some people are quite particular with these tzavos of Rabbi Yudah Chosid, even though sometimes they seem to have no source in Torah, and sometimes they seem to even be contrary to Gomorrah's, but people take what he says very seriously. And I'm not saying whether you should or shouldn't, but people, some people do. And one of the things that he mentions um, is if you're renovating a house and you're blocking up a window or a door, you have to leave still a small space. Because that's where demons used to hang out and go in and out. And now if you block it off, you're restricting where they used to walk and that's uh, and you're running into trouble. Um, I don't know if we would necessarily worry about this, but there are certain Hasidim and other people who are very, very concerned and very careful when they're renovating that if they do close, end up sealing up a window or an entrance, they leave like a pipe in the wall so that there's a small hole going through so that uh, I guess the demons have somewhere to hang out, go in and out because again if you restrict them and they don't have their pathways then they're going to harm you and carry on we said if someone passes between two palm trees that's where the Rishus Harabim doesn't go between them but if the Rishus Harabim does go between them there'd be no problem. So again, if you have two palm trees, one on either side of the street, that would not be a problem to go between them. We said if you borrow, drink borrowed water, it says, this is specifically where a child borrows the water. If it's an adult, you don't have to worry about it. So you see, again, demons have not only affinity to borrowed water, but specifically water borrowed by a child, a mana. This that we say if a child borrows it, it's dangerous. That's only in the field where water is not so common. You, you have to have your drinking bottle. But if you're in the city where water is readily available, you don't have to worry. And this, again, in the field, this is only a problem with water. But if it's wine or beer, I don't know why the child has wine or beer, then you don't have to worry. If someone walks over water that was poured out, this is all where Noah, he hasn't spilt any sand on it, sprinkled any sand on it, or spat in it. If he sprinkles sand on it, or spits in it, there's no problem. 
Alaihu Shimshu. This is also where the sun has never been. It's all happened at night. The law over allows Shisun Nagri on 60 steps haven't been stepped over it. Aval over Alayu Shimsha, but if the sun has passed over it, I guess. Being daylight, lace lombarding is no uh, concern. Um, says the law Amr and Ella de la Arachiv Khamra, this is all where he was not riding a donkey. The law Simon Masani or wearing shoes. Aval Rachiv. Chamra or Simon Sani or wearing shoes, lace on bottom is no problem. Um, and again, the, all these leniencies are all where you don't have to worry about witchcraft. Where you, sh- where you do have to be worried about witchcraft, either witches around and people who try to do spells, or you've aggravated someone who might want to uh, get a spell placed on you. Then And even if you have all these leniencies we've mentioned, you do have to be careful. Again, a large part of witchcraft seems to be using um, these demons or using the power of demons. So again, the places that the demons have more affinity to, a person would be more susceptible to the witchcraft there. Again, if you have no reason to worry about witchcraft, then you don't have to worry, then you can rely on all these leniencies. And I take it a step further and say, almost up, you have no us, you have no reason to worry about demons. You can even take it further and you hardly have to worry about it at all. Says where do we see this? Um, that even even if you, um, where do we see this? That all these leniencies don't help if you have to worry for witchcraft. He says Dahu Khamra. There was this man who was riding a donkey. Vesai Masana, and he was wearing shoes. Vegomar Misanai Vetsavu Kare. I assume he rode over water, and his uh, legs. So his shoes uh, shrank and his legs shriveled. I we see that even with those lean, with those aspects, the witchcraft was still the spell was still able to take power over him. The three that you should not go between, and you should not um, make them the middle. I, if you have one man walking, well, let's just see them. It says uh, dog a palm tree and a woman. Uh, so you should never be walking with two people and walk on either side of a dog or a palm tree or a woman. And so too, if they're two women or two palm trees or two dogs, you shouldn't walk between them. It says, Some say even a pig. Some say so too a snakes. What happens if you do walk between them? Or... Yeah, or you walk that day, become in the middle. So Amr Rapapa Niftach Bekel Venifzak Bekel. Rapapa says you open with uh, Kel and you end with Kel. I, this is a Pasuk in Bamidbar against, witch, um, um, against witchcraft. It starts with the Pasuk Kel Moitziyomi Mitzrayim, etc. And it ends the Yaakov Israel Kel. So you say that and that saves you from this. Amr Lei Niftach Inami Niftach Beloi Menachzik Belo. Another Pasuk you could say is the Pasuk that opens with law and ends with law. Lo Ishvi Chazev, etc. Amhani Bay Trey, there were these two people, the Matzalahu Isha Nida. Sorry, if you have two people who are Nida walks between them. In Tchilas Nida, so here if it's, she's just starting her Nida cycle, 
she will kill one of them. In Soif Nidoso, he, if it's the end of her Nida cycle, she will cause a machloikas between them. My Takonta, what's the solution? Niftach Bekel, Venafsik Bekel. Open with, say this Pasuk, that opens with Kel and ends with Kel. Um, very interestingly, the Vilna Gon says that's what he, um, it wasn't, it was Purim not too long ago. But the, they are, the Vilna Gaon explains, why did, what was Esther's logic? Why did she want to invite Haman and Achashverosh to the same street, to the same feast? So the one thing is, the Pesach says, but hamalka, it means she became, this is all from the Vilna Gaon in Kol Eliyahu, says that the, she became a nida, and therefore she thought she can invite them to a feast and still sit between them. And then at, at best, one of them will die, which will leave the Gezerah between them, the agreement between them that Haman could go home, the Jews, if one of them is dead, they won't, be able, they won't carry it out because well, there will have to be a new king or Haman will be dead and there will be no one who wants to do it. And another possibility is uh, um, even if it's at the end of it, if she still causes a fight, a machloikas between Haman and Achashverosh, it will also help. So I thought that's quite interesting how it ties in the story of Purim the Groh uses this to explain why Esther wanted Haman and Achashverosh at the feast. Hani Treinoshi de Yosin Vapashas Drochib. Yeah, with these two, if you see two women sitting at crossroads, Chara Bahaigisa Vachdeshvila Vachara Bahaigisa on opposite sides, Umachavnin Apaula Dari, and they're looking at each other, Vada Bechshofim Askin, and they're definitely doing uh, witchcraft. Says my Takonta. So what do you do? If there's another path, go the other route. Says the Ilaika Dirchachrini, if there's no other route, Ike Inishachrini, Bahare Naktila Yode, Bahari Adadi Venichlehu. Hold your hands and walk between them together. It seems that the witches on either side won't have don't have that much power when these two men walk hold walk when holding hands through between them. The Ilaika Inishachrini Naimahachi. If there's no other men, say the following Ogarto Azalta Asya Belusa. Um, these are four types of demons that witches would use. Miskat lebechek kabal were killed with arrows. Somehow saying that these demons were killed with arrows weakens the power that these witches have. If someone bumps into a woman at the time when she is getting out of the mikvah from uh, for for a mit from uh, from purifying herself from anida. If he has Tashmish, again, not with her, but obviously with an appropriate woman, um, he uh, first, then a spirit of immorality will settle on him. But if she has Tashmish first, then she will be possessed with the spirit of immorality. My Takonta, what's the solution? He says, Leimahach, say the following. Um, Yeah. So there's an interesting discussion. So, so this, uh, uh, I don't know exactly. That's why some bring it's very advantageous that there's always a mikvah woman because then the first person that this woman sees after coming out of mikvah is this, the person running the mikvah and you don't have, to, don't have to worry about anyone else she bumps into. There's a big question Tosos and Baba Metzia go into. I'm not going to go into it, but if you want to look it up, um, Tosos on, in Baba Metzia, Dav Kei Dalit, brings that Rabbi Yochanan 
used to sit outside the mikvahs. And the advantage was that any, his, his aim was that any woman coming out of the mikvah would look at him and they would see him and they would be, and they'd be, he was so beautiful that they would be inspired to have uh, beautiful children who were Tamidei Chachamim. So that was um, a very strange practice of Rabbi Yochanan. You can discuss his practice in its own right, but Tosos there going to, how could he do that when the first person they would see would be him, then wouldn't a, a spirit of immorality, a Ruach Zanunim, possess him? Okay, Omer Rabbi Yitzchak, Siv. Rabbi Yitzchak says, what does the following pasuk mean? It says, What's it referring to? Um, I walk in the valley of death. I'll feel no evil. Because you are me. I, who's that referring to? That's someone who sleeps in the shade of a single palm tree. I know overlapping shade. Or in the shade of the moon. Very interesting. I, that's someone who's very brave because I, and confident and has great emuna that Hashem is with him because this is Gates Almovis. That's like lying, sleeping in the valley of death. This that they said is a problem to lie under um, a shadow of a palm tree is where there's no overlapping shadow. I have two palm trees, shadows overlap. And you lie in one of them, that's fine because the demons can go to the shadow of the other one without having to leave the shadow. But if there's no shadow overlapping, then again, you're interfering, you're getting in the demon's way and that's when they will harm you. If there is overlapping shadow, then there's no problem. Oh, what about the following price which says someone who sleeps under a single palm tree in a courtyard? Or he sleeps under the shade of the moon, Dhamma Barosha, his blood is on his head. He says, Hey, Dami, what's the case there? If you want to say it's where there's no overlapping shade, well, then even in the field you shouldn't sleep under such a palm tree. says, So it must be the case is where. Um, it's in a courtyard, and therefore in a courtyard where the place is more restricted, even if there's only, even if there is overlapping shadow, it's still dangerous to sleep under it. That's what we learn. So again, in the field where there's more space, if there's two palm trees with their shadows overlapping, you can sleep in the one. But in a courtyard where the space is restricted, even if there are two palm trees with their shadows overlapping, you shouldn't rest in the shadow of a palm tree. Um, in the shade of the moon, this that we said there's a problem with sleeping in the shadow of the moon, that's when it's in the west. But when it's in the east, there's no problem. And they explain that when the shadow's in the west, I at the end of the month when the moon is in the east, so it's shining, and if there's a wall, the shadow will be, or a, some, an obstacle, the shadow will be on the west side because the moon's shining from the east. So it blocks the west, the shadow falls on the west side of the wall. That's when it's dangerous. But if it's at the other part of the, the if it's at the, if the moon is in the east, I so then the shadow is also in the east of the wall, 
that shadow isn't dangerous for some reason. Next P, uh, next point, it says, Hi man, the mafni agirda de dikla. A person who um, goes to the bathroom on the stump of a palm tree, he will get a, a spirit of paralysis or something will go on him. Again, it seems demons like to hang out on palm trees and on the stumps of palm trees, and therefore if you go to the bathroom there, you're really annoying them. Someone who rests his head on the stump of a palm tree, he will get uh, some sort of headaches. High mind the posse article, someone who stands over, steps over a decal, a palm tree. If it's a palm tree that was cut down, then he will be killed. And if it's a palm tree that was uprooted, then he will be uprooted and he will die. I don't know exactly what it means. He will be uprooted, but he will die from it. This is all when he did not place his leg on the stump. But if he did place his leg on the stump, then it's no problem. It says, There are five types of shades. Uh, of, yeah, shades, not in shade as in demon, shade as in shade of a tree. It says, The shade of a single palm tree. A shade of a kanda tree. Um, a shade of a caper bush, Tula the Zardachna, shade of a saw tree. I'm just going to change the order around of the next sentence for Tula the Arvosa, the shade of a willow. Ikad Omri Af Tula the Arba, some say even the shade of a boat. But Tula Klala de Milsa, the general principle is called the Nafish Anfe, anything which has lots of branches, Kashe Tula, its shade is dangerous. We call the Kashi Suluye, and if it has very hard wood, Kashi Tula, its shade is dangerous. The Varmi Karomaso, except for the Karomaso, some sort of, some sort of tree, some type of tree, Afal Gab the Kashe Suluye, Loi Kashi Tule, even though its wood is very hard, its shade is not at all dangerous. A demon said to his son, Be very careful of the shadow of the Karumasa tree, because it is what killed your father. And in the end, it actually killed her son as well. I don't know exactly how that works, but somehow this tree, very dangerous this, for shade and for demons. Omar Rav Ashi, Chazina Rav Kahana, the porridge Mikula Tule. Rav Ashi says, I saw that Rav Kahana was very careful regarding all shades and shadows. Uh, he wouldn't go in the shadow of anything. Um, now we're going to say the names of certain demons that stayed under those different, that stayed by those different trees. Says Bay Parchi, by the caper bush. Ruchi, the demons are called Ruchi. The demons found by a sorb tree, Shida, are called Shida, or shade. The demons found by a roof of a house are called Rishpi. What difference does it make? Why do I need to know all these different names? What's the point? 
Why is the Gemara telling me? It says, no, look at me to make an amulet. If you need to make an amulet to protect a person from this demon, let's say he did something that aggravates them, or in general he knows that they hang around where he, where he works or does something or sleeps, then you're going to have to know what the name of the demon is, either to write that in the amulet or to formulate the amulet in a way that it protects from that demon. The Beiparachi barrier she'ein lo'inayim. The demons found by the caper bush have no eyes. Lamayinafkimina. What difference does it make? Legazuzelay to flee from it. Ah, if you if you accidentally aggravate the demons found by a caper bush, run away. They can't see you, so they won't be able to find you. Once a certain scholar. A yeshiva student went to the bathroom by a cape. He heard this demon um, he heard this demon coming towards him. So he fled away and Ki Oslo when he left the demon instead of grabbing him grabbed hold of a palm tree. So I lost the blame. Um, the, the palm tree shriveled and the demon exploded. Then take out the next word. It says, Then the demons by the saw bush are called shady. There was the saw tree that near the city which had 60 demons in it. I'm not sure if it's saying that all sorb trees near the city had 60 demons, or if it's saying that a sorb tree near the city will all have, uh, all, sorry, is it saying all sorb trees have six, that are near the city have 60 demons, or is it saying that this specific sword, sorb tree, but otherwise, why do you have to know this, that it had 60 demons? For amulets. There was this police officer of the city and he went near the sorb tree which was near the city which had 60 demons in, in it for Istakain and he was in grave danger as his demons were starting to haunt him and possess him. There was this scholar who didn't know, this Rab, one of the Rabbonin, who didn't know that this sorb tree had 60 demons and he wrote an amulet for just one demon I, to protect. He didn't know that this person was being um, what's it, possessed by 60 demons because that's where he, he aggravated 60 demons. So he just wrote an amulet to protect him from one demon. He heard there was music and dancing inside the sorb bush or sorb tree. And they were singing as follows. The scarf of this one is like the sages. And we checked him and he doesn't even know the brocha on it. And what it's referring to, it seems that this, he had a rabbinic turban, a scarf that he wrapped around his head like a rabbi. He was given this scarf of honor because he was a scholar. But he doesn't even know the first thing. He doesn't even know the brocha that he says on it. You know, when you start to get dressed in the morning, each of those morning brochas align to a different act. And when you put your yami or your head covering on, the brocha you say is Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam Ote Yisrael B'Sifara. So that's a, 
Um, so the demons were laughing and saying he's as he, he's he's dressed like a Talmud Chacham, but he doesn't know the first thing again because he only wrote an amulet for this tree protecting from one demon when there were sixty in it. He knew there was a certain scholar who knew that it had sixty demons in it. and he wrote in it. So he wrote an amulet to protect from sixty demons. And he heard the demons say, Okay, might as well pack up and move out now. We're not going to have any effect in this place. Our home has been ruined. Let's find a new home. Okay, now we're going to describe two demons. It says, Ketev Meriri. What does Ketev Meriri look like? Trey, this is in a posuk in... Um, where does it discuss Ketev Meriri? That slipped my mind, but it's a posuk in the Chumash. It says, Trey Kitve Havu. There are two types, Chad Mikmi Tihara Vachad Mi Basa Tahara, the one you find before noon and the one you find after noon. The Mikmi Tihara Ketemiriri Shmol, the one before noon, uh, the one that's found before noon is actually called Ketemiriri. Umirsi Beikada de Marta Vahara Beikasha. It's found in Kutach. Remember, Kutach was that food that they used to eat. And and looks like and and it looks like some sort of spoon revolving around in that kutach. The bosso tiaraketev yoshutsorayim. The one that is found in the afternoon is called ketev yoshutsorayim. Shmo. Umechzi beikarne de izi. It's found in goat horns. Vahara beikanafye. And it looks like a spinning sieve. Okay, so that's these two types of demons. Interestingly enough, here it makes it sound like the demon is found in Kutach and it looks like a spoon spinning around in it. Or the other demon, the Ketev Yoshut Sorayim, is found by goat horns and it looks like a spinning sieve. Elsewhere it seems to say more like it is actually looks like Kutach with the spoon spinning in it. Or the other one looks like goat horns with spoons, uh, with, um, with the sieve spinning around it. Okay, I don't know exactly what uh, information you need, but I guess now you know how to identify these two demons if you see them. Abaya have a shokil v'ozil. Abaya was going along, walking along. V'ozil Rav Popo Yiminov Rav Huna Breit Rav Yeshua Mismoyla Rav Popo was on his right and Rav Huna Breit Yeshua was on his left. Chazialahu Ketemiri Rikasil Abaya saw this the demon Ketemiri coming towards him. The smaller to his left. Who was on his left? Avuna Bereid Rav Yeshua. says, Adurel Rav Popel Smoiler Rav Huna Bereid Rav Yeshua Limuna. So he switched. He put Rav Popa to his left and he took Rav Huna Bereid Rav Yeshua to his right. Omar Lay Rav Popa Ana Maishnaid Lachashli. So Rav Popa said, What are you doing? Don't you care about me? Again, there's this demon walking towards him from the left. So he quickly takes Rav Popa and puts him on the left. Rav Popa is so upset. He says, no, the hour is good for you. I literally, you're having good luck. You're wealthy. Things are going well. Your mazal is good. I, there's no reason for you to be afraid of a demon. For, I guess for Rav Huna Brad Rav Shur, things aren't going as well. Therefore, he has to worry about the demon. From the 1st of Tammuz until the 16th, Demons are very frequent. You might find them, you might not find them. But you'll find them in the shade of this type of grass, the that has not grown 
um, to an Amadi. Ubitule de Tsafra Upanya de Lohave Garmida Veikar Betule de Beisakisa. And they also found in the shadow of the morning and the afternoon, I when the shadow is not yet an Amalong. And but they primarily found in the shade of a bathroom. Um, the following three things cause blindness. Someone who brushes his hair when it's dry, combs his hair when it's dry. Someone who drinks from dripping water. Or water, a water or wine dripping from a barrel or a flask. Someone who puts on his shoes while his feet are still wet. Tale Bevesa, suddenly food hanging in a house, Koshilanusa can cause poverty. Could Omar Ishi Tolo Silta Tolo Mazoina, someone who hangs his baskets, I stores his food by hanging it from the ceiling, will also end up hanging his food, I losing his food. The law Omran Ella Rifta Bisra of a Kivarel Islam Bo Urkahu. This is specifically by bread, but by meat and fish, it's not such a problem because that is the normal way for it. I hanging bread, um, bread is never stored by, I guess, hanging it on hooks, I guess not necessarily from the ceiling or hanging it from baskets, hanging from the ceiling. But meat and fish, fish they used to store by hanging it on strings and I assume meat as well, or you would hook up the animal, uh, the parts of the meat. So that's, since that's the normal, it's the norm, it's not a problem. Pa'eri bebeise kashilan, you say, bran bread can cause poverty. Nishure bebeise kashilan, you say, breadcrumbs can cause poverty. Belel shabsos of alei revius, shore maziki nuleo, and on Friday nights and Wednesday nights, these demons rest on it. Shore maziki nuleo, these damaging demons rest on the bread left, breadcrumbs left lying around. Isra de Mazoni, the angel, or the, I don't know, the power over food, Nokid Shmei, is called Nakid, which is similar to the word Naki clean. Isra Danius, a novel Shmei. The angel, the power over poverty, is called Naval. What's Naval comes from the word uh, despicable, uh, disgusting, it says unpleasant, it says, de Chazba, a plate. Left on a jug, kashalan yusa can cause poverty. Manda shosi maya botse kashi lavruke. And someone who drinks water from a plate will cause, will give himself our pain. The ochil tilchli, the loy mashiade, mafritli sinyoma. Someone who eats cress and he doesn't wash his hands afterwards should, will have, suffer fear. I guess he'll suffer anxiety for 30 days. The Masukar Veloy Mashiyode, someone who bloodlets and doesn't wash his hands, must be afraid Mafrit Shivayoma will suffer fear for seven days. The Shokil Mazia Veloy Mashiyode, someone who cuts their hair, trims their hair, and does not wash their hands, Mafrit Tlasayuma must be afraid for three days. The Shokil Tufra Veloy Mashiyode, someone who cuts their nails without washing their hands, Mafrit Chadyuma must be afraid for one day, will suffer fear for one day, but he won't know what his fear, what he's afraid of. It'll be anxiety. I'm not sure if it's saying that he should be afraid, just we're not clear what, 
But I think what it's actually saying is that that's what I used to think. But now I think what it's actually saying is he'll suffer anxiety. And he doesn't know what he's afraid of. He just knows he's feeling very anxious, very paranoid, but he doesn't have a good reason. Yoda Susei, placing his hands on his nose, Dargalapachta, will cause him to be afraid. Yoda Putta, resting his hands on his forehead, Dargalashinusa, is one step closer to making him feel feel drowsy. Okay, I'm not sure of the last two. Just interesting. Um, Three points, and then we'll leave it for today, is um, first point just on these last ones. Interesting. That's why we have the halacha. We wash our hands. After you cut your nails, you wash your hands. After you cut your hair, you wash your hands. The others I'm not so familiar with, but I guess theoretically if you donate blood, you should probably also wash your hands. One question, do you have to do Natila Shetayim like you do in the morning from Ruach Ra? It doesn't seem so. When I learned the Mishnah Bura, carefully he seems to come out that it's for three specific times that you actually have to do Natila Shetayim. Um, for when you wake up in the morning, I when I when I sorry not until last time when you have to alternate one 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 uh, three times on each hand, that's for until last time in the morning when you visit a base like forest so you assist with a mace, so you t- um, that then and after Tashmishamita for all these other times and Shulchan Aruch gives a long list. Um, some of these are mentioned in Shulchan Aruch. Um, all of these, um, you just have to wash your hands. I think, it's not clear. I think that if you just wash your hands under the tap, that's sufficient. Someone once told me, no, it means you don't have to do, say, rugin. You don't have to alternate, so you do it three times on each hand. But you still need to use a cup and pour it onto each hand. So that point I'm not clear on. But um, these things in general were quite lenient with them. But again, if you have a haircut, which is quite common, doesn't seem to be if you shave. But if you have a haircut... Or shave your hair or trim your hair, then it's you should definitely wash your hands, cutting your nails, and the others aren't so common. But yeah, there's a whole list in Shulchan Aruch of these sort of things. That's the first point. Um, a second point, um, following on from this that we mentioned in Shulchan Aruch, most of these things that we've mentioned over this page, which are mentioned as things that are dangerous, you do these, you sleep in the shade, you your dama barosha, your blood's in your hand. Um, don't, you know, all these things that seem very dangerous and have uh, severe repercussions, we don't worry about. They're not mentioned in Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch is our God. Shulchan Aruch has a siman, um, it's, siman it's an interesting siman, siman kuftezayin in, uh, in Yoredea. It's kuftezayin, yeah, kuftezayin in Yoredea. It's things that are osur because they're dangerous. I mean, amongst the things there we find is my magulim. You're not allowed to leave water that was left uncovered. The concern that a snake drank from it. It also mentions you're not allowed to eat fish and meat because it causes tsaras. So there it mentions things that are dangerous and it doesn't mention... We've got a whole duff of things that are dangerous and it doesn't mention them. So Shulchan Aruch doesn't mention them. Interestingly enough, we find popping up in different places other achronim mentioning some of them. Like one of the more interesting ones where Rabbi Akiva Ega himself brings a whole lot of these is the Shulchan Aruch follows the order of your day. It starts with you waking up. So one of the early siman is it gets get up with energy to serve Hashem. It discusses getting dressed. It discusses until Hashem time. And then it goes through Shachris, Birchas HaShachar, Davening Shachris. It then moves on to um, Kriyas HaTorah, the end of Davening. And after discussing Davening, it discusses I'm trying to remember the exact order. Yeah, I think it's there. It discusses, so now you're going to go out to your to business and it says certain practices that you should have. Over there, the Rebbe Kiva on the Mogan Abram there mentions a list of these things that you should be careful of. 
but they're very rare. Um, yeah, just also interesting, in Shulchan Aruch, there's a siman, the last siman of Shulchan Aruch. I forgot what number it is, but it's the very last siman in Shulchan Aruch, Hoshen Mishpat. There's also things that you should do to avoid danger. Um, I hear um, things you're not allowed to do, and how far you have to, there's a siman on things you're not allowed to do, and a siman on how far you have to go to avoid danger. But again, it doesn't mention these things. So I think, so it's a big discussion, which ones do you have to worry about, and which ones do you not have to worry about? I think in general we're not so worried about these things. Unless you have a specific Masora, a specific tradition, or you know good ground that um, significant people worry about them, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, interesting enough, I remember one Rosh Hashanah, um, my, gra- my father and uncle were going to sit on either side of my grandmother, and she was like, isn't this dangerous? Shouldn't uh, A woman shouldn't go between two men, as we saw over the page. Two men shouldn't go on either side of a woman, and a woman should go... And they were both like, no, they just sat down. They weren't at all concerned. I don't know if that's because maybe it's only, it could be because that's only when it's working, walking, uh, walking along and there's a woman between or a woman on either side of a man. But on the other hand, it seems like most of these things we actually don't worry about. There are some we'll see and that come up throughout Shas that are not mentioned in Shulchan Aruch. But again, as I mentioned later, Poskim Bring, as I said, there's a whole list in Rabbi Akiva Eger. It's if you want to look at it, it's in uh, Siman Kufnun Vov, Rabbi Akiva Eger. I think it's right, um, Rabbi Akiva Ega on Simon Kufnun Vov. He brings some of these that you should be careful. It seems He seems to be saying that you should be careful about them. Um, I know, interesting enough, there's a thing against leaving like onions and eggs overnight. So there's a chuva that's not brought in Shulchan Aruch or the Rambam. Um, but Rav Moshe Feinstein discusses it. So does that mean we have to be careful or not? Okay, as I said, there's what to discuss on each of them. And then just one last point I was thinking about. And that's. Look, I don't want to argue on the Vilnagon who says that all of this should be taken literal. There is such a thing as demons and they can cause harm, etc. But especially lining up with the Rambam's approach. But I think it could fit in with the Vilnagon as well. Especially lining up with the Rambam's approach that it's all nonsense and it's all just lessons. If you think about it, and similar to built on the principle that we saw yesterday, if you mockpit with these things, if you particular with these things, you particular with demons and witchcraft, it has you're more susceptible to demons and witchcraft, and you have to be more careful. Um, based on that, I think a, a lot of times in Shas, when they discuss demons, we can attribute it to natural phenomena. For example, we had a Gomorrah, I'm trying to remember where it was, I think the set has broken, but it discusses. There must be lots of demons that rub up against the Talmidei Chachomim who are sitting and learning in the base Medrash. What's the reason there must be demons who rub up against the Talmidei Chachomim sitting and learning in the base Medrash? Because what do the Talmidei Chachomim do all day? They sit and they learn. And still their clothes get worn out. So it must be from demons running against them. What do you mean their clothes get... And we know that just by wearing clothes and just sitting on the chair, etc., it wears your clothes out. But they had to try, they kind of seemed to find the explanation that it must be the demons. Similarly, it says a, a desolated, a deserted, an abandoned or desolate house. Demons occupy it. Why do, how do we know that? Because if you look, it starts to deteriorate and it starts to fall apart. So all these, a lot of these things we can explain with natural phenomena. We know things that are not upkept just naturally fall apart, wear and tear over, the, over time without even coming on to demons, which they often attributed to demons. And in a stronger, more sense, often I think it might be emotional. We often say people who live with their demons, someone who suffers depression, someone who suffers anxiety. 
Their demons are affecting them. I, when you, and there's certain things that if people do them or people are worried about them, they cause depression, cause anxiety. And the more you're worried about these things that demons can do, you can imagine the stress and anxiety it can cause if you live your daily life. That's so superstitious. If I do this, a demon's going to attack me. If I do this, I'm susceptible to witchcraft. The stress and anxiety, etc., that that weighs down on you, um, could cause you to feel possessed by a demon. Um, but I think in general, also, I mean, not so much in this sugya, but in many cases, the sort of things that they're describing could be borderline mental issues, emotional issues, that we would maybe refer to as carnal like demons, but nowadays we would understand them better as uh, specific uh, conditions. Okay, that's an interesting thing to think about. Have a great Shabbos, and I'll see you Sunday. I will still try, I'll try to get a chance to record Shabbos' daf.